Married with Channels podcast. I'm Moose. I'm Jody. Guess what? We're a married couple and we watch channels. Hence the name Married with Channels. It's not that hard. Come on, people. Brought to you by Honey. Go to joinhoney.com slash married. Get the free plugin for your browser. It's a podcast about TV watching and sometimes movies. And sometimes movies. We will have some sometimes movies in just a bit. But right now we are going to start with... Uh, well, the the show that's pretty hot on Netflix, Squid Game, which is uh, out of Korea. I don't know. It's I'm a little has I I I don't know why we didn't check this out earlier. I think it's because I thought it was actually like a show where it, it kind of seemed like it was a, a a reality game show. Oh. You know, and it had that kind of video look about it. Yeah. No. For some reason, I never watched a trailer. I just oh, saw I- like. I did. The little promotional items here and there, pictures, yeah. and it just looked, I I don't know, I saw the buzz, and then I'm like, eh. Okay, you thought it was something entirely different. I saw a trailer, and after I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, what is this? And what is this indeed, because Squid Game is freaking blowing your mind away. Yeah. Like, this show, we've watched the first episode. Yeah, one episode in. So far, it's like, wow, this is phenomenal. Like, why did this not happen sooner? Um, if you don't know what the Squid Game is, basically, it's a drama. Starts off about this guy who's kind of a nincompoop slash freeloader who has a kid. He he's owes got a, money to the wrong people. He's got a big gambling problem. Big gambling problem. And he gets somehow swooped into this thing called... I don't know if it's called the Squid Game. That was the Squid Game is the game that was in, in the flashback at the beginning. Sure. We, like I said, we've only got the one episode, so maybe the second episode or three will explain what this is actually called. But basically, all these people who owe a shit ton of money, who are down on their luck, agree to do this thing where they essentially play these games that if they don't win, they die. Yeah. <laughs> and that was uh, kind of the. Uh, the twist there three quarters away through when they played the red light, green light game. Yeah. And, uh, I actually have a clip. This is from the, uh, this is nobody knows exactly what's going on other than they're playing the game. One guy like fell down and you thought he got shot, but it wasn't confirmed. So this other guy who he's kind of maybe buddy with comes up to him and says like, Hey, you can get up now. Mm Hmm. Coughs up blood. Sensors catch his motion. Starts running. Gets shot. Gunshots, people getting shot all over the place. Panic ensues. Just insane. It's like, this show is like uh, Hunger Games meets The Truman Show meets Saw. Oh, that's a good way to put that. Sure. And it's a, uh, I don't know what we're trying to say with this show. It seems like we're talking about like the haves versus the have-nots. You know, maybe a, a statement about financial responsibility maybe risk taking risk taking yeah i don't know but it's a very well done show 
I kind of like some of the character development too. Like you see this guy and his relationship with his daughter and his mother, you know, kind of familial stuff there. And, you know, you kind of get a good picture of who this main character is. Yeah. And it's interesting because it starts out with him. um, And the character's name is, uh, and I'm going to screw this up because I don't do Korean. Seong Jae-hoon, I think is his character's name. He's starting out like kind of a, a shithead. Yeah. You know, kind of a nincompoop. Yeah. Mooching like off his mom. Mooching off his mom. Home. Steals her ATM card. Yeah. Can't can't spend his daughter's birthday with her. You know, yeah. he's at the racetrack trying to win big and ends up not doing so and can't get her a nice birthday dinner or a gift. And But they show him having dinner with his daughter and you start to feel for the guy a little bit. Yeah. Like he obviously cares about his daughter. He's just maybe impulsive and not very yeah. thinking the longer game, you know, like I probably shouldn't go to the track, you know? I think he's that guy who just always hopes he's going to win big, but almost yeah. like to his own detriment though, you know, like it's, it's a gambling addiction, I think. Yeah, but, totally. Yeah. So he gets uh, sucked into this, uh, you know, this game where people will die if they don't win these kid games. Yeah. Craziness. Um, yeah, and like you said, it's we're seeing a good character kind of develop here. I'm wondering if they're going to focus in on other characters. Right. We, they've already kind of established, what, four other characters. There's the old man, number one. Yeah. There's the uh, guy, Ali, who's uh, looks like he's of Middle Eastern descent. He's there. Yeah. You've got the girl who backstabbed the one guy in the back. Not yeah, middle, the, the pickpocket Yeah, the girl. pickpocket yeah. girl. And the guy with the neck The neck tattoo. tattoo. Also, the, the, is it a childhood friend? The, is that yeah. some big highfalutin job, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he embezzled a bunch of money? and Well, we don't know yet. Well, they showed the, his video, remember? Oh, okay. I missed that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, that, see, that's interesting, too, because, you know, it's easy to write it off like, okay, this is about poor people who owe money having to do, you know, crazy shit to get out of debt. Sure. But it almost bridges the class lines and it almost like it's a statement about impulsivity and just making the wrong decision. Sure. You know, or greed. Sure. Maybe. Because his buddy, who's supposed to be well off, mm-hmm. doing great, he's there too. Yeah. But uh, this show, I mean, it, it's it good pace. It's interesting. The characters are pretty interesting. You got some vivid characters there. And it looks like nothing I've never seen, ever seen before. Like the one shot, it's like an overhead shot of the interior of them going to the main entrance for the field. Sure. Where it's all pink and almost pastel colors. Uh-huh. I thought that was like artwork there. Huh. Almost like an Escher painting. Interesting. In I didn't pick up on that. But the set pieces themselves are yeah. intricate and interesting and like... I really want to know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. The question, though, is going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, will it be just every episode? And again, we've watched only the first episode. Will Squid Game every episode be focusing on a new character or just the same three, four characters working through a different game? You yeah, know? I don't and, know. And that's easy. Sure. I don't know if that's the most, you know, satiating fulfilling way for doing a tv show like i hope they bring in some more 
character development stuff. Like, I kind of want to know about the pickpocket. I kind of want to know about the neck tattoo guy a little bit. I definitely want to know about Ali. You know, I mean, to see a Middle Eastern guy in Korea, obviously that's not unheard of, but, you know. I want to know about the puppet master, the guy sitting there creepy watching all these people die. Like, yeah, the front man. Yeah. And I have audio of the front man, too. Here's, uh, this is the only English in the episode. This is the front man speaking. Preparations for the first game are complete. You can begin now. Interesting that that whole character, you know, he's got the different mask. Yeah. He goes into this room where there's like this nice decanter of some bourbon or something. Yeah. Takes his mask off, enjoys the festivities on the screen. Has, as people are getting killed. Has that weird jazz puppet show going on yeah. there like what yeah. was that <laughs> like there's a, a little bit of surreality going on yeah. with this show which is not kind of alienating sure like sometimes goliath gets a little bit like yeah. that where you're like eh. sure but it's enough i think it works and it lends to what they're trying to say like the jazz puppet thing and the music all works huh at least in episode one anyway we'll see sure i have a theory about number one you do I think he's been there a long time. Yeah. A, he's number one. Yeah. B, he's old. And and you, when they were doing the red light, green light, green light, red light, whatever, yeah. he was very confident about yeah, it. Yeah, he was like, I got nothing else to lose here. I'm going for this. So either he's new yeah. slash he was the first in this new batch, let's say, or he's been there a while and has done it and knows how things work and is not tripped up by any of this i don't know i think he's just old enough to not give a shit yeah maybe to not care he's like whatever i'm gonna die soon anyway because i'm dirt old so yeah. what do i have to lose yeah but that squid game uh yeah i wish we checked it out earlier but we'll definitely keep watching i will say you know it, it is not in english for our listeners it's not in english um i get sleepy when i read I so I had to finish up the last 20 minutes separately from our viewing time because reading the closed captions made me sleepy. I literally fell asleep. It's the best TV show I've ever read. <laughs> no, but it's worth it. It's worth it. I Sometimes reading a show can kind of take you out of it a little bit. Sure. Like you just kind of miss something maybe, but that doesn't seem to be the case here. Sure. So Squid Game... You know, if you're one of the two people who haven't heard of it or checked it out, you should. And let us know what your thoughts are on Squid Game in the comments of the podcast. I don't know. Right? Yeah. Cool. Squid Game done? Yeah. And of course, like we mentioned, the show is brought to you by Honey. Yeah. Which, I'm, I'm totally going to use for um, this thing. This thing? This thing I want. It's not a fire pit. It's a fire pit table. Sweet. And it's propane. And Even it's, better. So, when we're recording this, it's fall. It's like that weather where at night it's cool and crisp. Yes. It's perfect, perfect fire weather. Perfect. But like we don't have time to gather firewood and then someone has to watch it for safety to make sure it goes out before we go to bed. And also, I don't like smelling like a campfire and having to shower <laughs> before I go to bed. Yeah, this thing Jody found is like it's a gas fire pit, so it uses propane, but it's got a little table. It's got the little flames coming out the top. Looks real nice. And it's more importantly because of the honey plug-in. 
Uh, it's about a hundred bucks off. Yeah. So this is normally three hundred bucks. It's like almost. It's about one ninety. Yeah. So that's good that you want to get it, huh? I do. <laughs> Where do we put that? Outside. Hello. Is it, is it like rust resistant? That's my biggest because we got that piece of crap fire pit that's been rusted for ten years. Mm. And we always say we're going to sit outside next to a fire, but we never do. But this Be- might actually because this would make it more convenient. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. No wood is good. I mean, I like the real deal. Don't get me wrong. I love wood burning stoves and fireplaces that are wood fireplaces, but I just don't have time for that. And I want to enjoy a fire without all that. I am the god of hellfire. And now Honey made it super cheap to do so. So I think we should do that. Yeah, thanks to that uh, Honey plugin. Available on just about every browser. Well, pretty much every browser indeed. I mean, a hundred bucks off this fire pit table and so many other things. There's like 30,000 stores where the Honey plugin works. Over $2 billion in savings. This is a hundred dollars in savings. So money, money, save money. Go to joinhoney.com slash married. Do it. It helps us out and you save money. There's a lot of win-win here. And finally, we go back five years. Yeah. Takes us five years to get to a movie. I know. We're kind of slow on the movie side, aren't we? This is a movie that I've been, I heard about maybe a year after it came out. And ever since then, I've been wanting to check it out. It's called Don't Breathe. I never heard of this movie until we watched it. Hmm. So. Well, you don't hear about a lot of movies. I know. I'm not, I'm not into the audio video club like you are. You got Jane Levy, who I think is great. Yeah. Stephen Lang, remember him from uh, Avatar, and he's been in some other stuff. He's one of those guys that, like, he always nails it. He's probably never going to be super famous, but sure, he's really good. Basically, the premise is these three uh, hooligans are looking, they, they rob houses, and they hear that this one house in, you know, uh, deserted Detroit neighborhood, number four, whatever. Yeah. Is sitting on like a two, three hundred thousand dollars settlement from an, a car accident that killed his daughter. Yes. And so they're going to go rob him. And oh, yeah, he's blind. Yeah. But he's an army vet, served in Iraq. So eh, he's blind. Should be easy, right? No, it's not. Things get complicated. And they, there's a twist. They do. And uh, yeah, this. Okay, so probably the first half of the movie, I didn't breathe. It was very suspenseful. And I was like, okay, okay, they got through that part. Okay, that scared me. But I got I got to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, it, um, it's very suspenseful. It's very good pace. It's got some good action. Um, I think there's some holes there. Yes. Um, but it's it's one of those movies like I'm willing to look past some of the reality stuff that wasn't addressed. Yeah. Because A, I like the premise and B, it was very well done. Like the direction's great. The acting's great. We even get a little backstory on some of these characters like Jane Levy's character. Sure. Is in a shitty house. She just wants to take her sister and move away from their abusive mom, start a new life. So this $300,000 haul will definitely help that. Sure. And, um, you know, I just, like I said, the premise is great. The stuff that bothered me, though, is, you know, I would think a guy who's a war veteran. Let me take let me put that aside. A blind guy who's been blind for if he served in Iraq, we'll say at least 10 years. Mm-hmm. 
your senses are your other senses are beefed up heightened they're heightened yeah mm-hmm. like your smell your hearing sure and especially somebody who's like survived war they will probably make sure that that happens they will probably make those ears really good you know yeah and the fact that he didn't hear the shoelaces on their boots you know flip around as they walked kind yeah of was like a little surprising for me. I know there were a couple moments where I was like, oh, he would totally smell them, hear them whimpering, yeah. any of those movements. I mean, your clothing rustles. And if you close your eyes, you know, you can hear that. So I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Some of the logic there, I was like, what? No, yeah, really? Like, for instance, I think when they first break into the house, they kind of bust a window. Yeah. Pain. Yes. And when they did that, I was like, oh, he's coming after him. Oh, yeah. But. Nothing happened. Also, the dog didn't hear that? Like, Well, the dog was knocked out. Well, that's true. Well, he makes a comeback later. Yeah, he does, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of Cujo-like. It was. Like, that's what it reminded me of. That's, there's a certain scene, if you watch this movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. That was totally Cujo. Very much. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know. Uh, there were For me, too, like, every scary movie where... You know, there's kind of a bad guy and people are hiding or like there's like so many opportunities where you're like, no, just go the other way. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. They like go where they absolutely should not go or, you know, let's go through this complicated escape route instead of the obvious door that's like three feet away. I don't know. Are you talking about the scene that kind of culminated in the blind guy reaching across the shelving and choking the one guy? Um, no, it more so like when they're still upstairs before they get downstairs to the, Oh, okay. and what's going on down there? That's like a hoarder palace in that house. Like, I don't know. Doomsday prep. Maybe. I don't know. That was crazy. That's a crazy amount of Costco shelves in there. Yeah. Well. <laughs> All I know is that Alex kid, he's yeah. got like nine lives. Yeah. Right. There was so many times that I thought he was dead. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about this movie is. You don't know who to root for exactly. Right. I think even after the big twist. Yeah. I'm not saying you're rooting for, I I won't say who. Right. But you're still kind of feeling for him a little bit. I mean. Obviously that's extreme what he was doing. Sure. But But also people are coming to rob his house. Like that's that's the part you have to kind of remember too is like he's just defending his house. I mean. I know, I know. I like how I'm coding things. Yeah. Even though this movie's been out for five years. I know. But in case no one's checked it out, uh, like yeah. we don't want to spoil it for people. Too, but I don't know. There, There's some twists and turns. I still kind of felt like, now nah, he's the bad guy. <laughs> the blind man? Yeah. I was really rooting for Rocky. But he wasn't. Even yes. though she's doing something criminal. Yeah, it's interesting. She's doing bad stuff. But yeah. I think in movies, when people who we can empathize with and like sure. make bad decisions yeah. for a good cause, for a right? good purpose, yeah. you're willing to look past, oh, she stole that ring at the jewelry store. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously it's movies, not real life, but I would think... Uh, you know, that they did a good job of making us kind of root for Rocky, Gene Levy's character. But I think up until the twist, I think you're kind of, you know, maybe you root for the blind guy because he's just at his home and, you know, his daughter got killed. We know that at that point. And 
you know, he lives in a shitty neighborhood. You know, he didn't deserve to be robbed. But then mm-hmm. the twist happens. and You're kind of like, OK, well, <laughs> kind of not rooting for him much anymore. Yeah. But don't breathe. I thought I thought it was good. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I mean, it's a good suspenseful thing. Uh, some improbabilities in there. But, yeah. you know, go with it. Yeah. Enjoy it. And don't forget to breathe. Yeah. I can't wait to watch Don't Breathe 2 and be wholly disappointed. Oh, I'm sure my. it'll suck. There's a sequel. Yeah, oh. it came out like this year, I believe. Oh, okay. Anything else? No. I don't believe so. Roger that. Maybe next week. Maybe next week we'll have some more stuff for you, of course. It's the Married With Channels podcast. Join us on the podcast provider of your choosing. Uh, whether it's the Apple or the Google Play podcast stuff or Stitcher, whatever the hell. Give us a good review if you could. Subscribe to the podcast. That helps us out. Go to joinhoney.com slash Mary. Download that plugin. That helps us out as well. Share. Tell your friends. Absolutely. Until next time, I'm Moose. And I'm Jody. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Later.